I'm Lauren. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome to Montalino Mama. Welcome back to another episode of Multilingual Mamas. Today, we have with us a very special guest and friend of mine, Charles Esselman. Hello, Charles. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Charles, he's not a multilingual parent, but a multilingual child, and he's going to give us his perspective on what it's like to grow up bilingual in the United States. Can you tell us about your language background? Uh, what language you spoke growing up? When and how did you learn these languages? I uh, grew up speaking French and English, mostly uh, French in the household and English out, and then English with my siblings, but French with just my mom, because my mom was uh, from France and uh, and French. <laughs> and you grew and, up in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. I, was, I grew up in uh, San Francisco. Okay. And, um, I went to a Montessori monolingual school from uh, pre-K to second grade. And then I went to a bilingual, well, to a French school, basically, uh, from second grade to college or high school. When you say French, is like a French curriculum, strictly French? Yeah. So basically it was French and like half the day was in French and half the day was in English up until uh, middle school and then in middle school from like eighth grade to or no from sixth grade to eighth grade it was everything was in French except for English and then in high school I took the I went to a lycée so everything was in French except for U.S. history and uh, English I'm I'm curious. Do you have any problems transitioning from that system into college? Uh, I did. Uh, the uh, grading system in France is different than the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in the French grading system, you're graded out of twenty, and no one's expected to get a twenty out of twenty. Um, if you get a fourteen out of twenty, that's like a B, like a B grade. Oh, yeah. uh, but anything above that is basically an A. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and like, if you get a 20 out of 20, it's like, no, like one or two people will get that, maybe. But really what you were striving for is to get like an 18 out of 20. Okay. So you know how to read and write in French, correct? Yeah, not, <laughs> not well. Um, I think I was like mediocre in both languages. Oh, uh, no like writing Mm -hmm. which was funny because like I had uh, like U.S. kids in my class who were like had English-speaking parents and they spoke English at home and they did really well like writing in English and in French (laughs) (laughs) so they would get like A's in uh, like French language uh, but I would get like you know B's or C's in my writing I would make a lot of like grammatical errors. Out of 14 out of 20? Yeah, less than 14 out of 20. Like I would be happy if I got a 10 out of 20. Oh my God. That must be so hard because in the U.S. there's like this need for students to get A's. They really want to and grades are so important. But in the French culture, it's not normal to get A's and people are okay-ish with it. Yeah, it was hard because in college, like uh, 
I graduated with like a 2.7 GPA, which I was like fine with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I tell that to my American friends or like Sarah, and it's like, basically I was a slacker. Like, you oh. know, you know, um, like that's not a good GPA. Like you need a minimum of 3.0. So. Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of your attitude towards being bilingual when you were a kid, how you felt about it, if you had any coherent feelings about it? Um, I felt like, you know, I, I think it was hard for my mom because like when I was younger, I preferred speaking English because all my friends spoke English. I, you know, wasn't like bragging that I knew how to speak French, you know, it's just like something I knew how to do, but I wasn't like, yeah, I speak French, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like something I joke around with people is I say that um, I would speak English to my mom and then my mom in French would be like I work my ass off so you go to a French school uh, so that you can speak French so speak French you know so like she had to be really strict about it mm -hmm. um, and I, I remember too like there was a like when I was really young I, I spoke French with my sister because we'd spend summers in France and but at some point, we just, like, were more comfortable speaking to each other in English, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it just started feeling weird to speak to each other in French, so. Did you ever feel like society or people outside your house viewed you differently when you spoke French or because you spoke French? You know, like, the thing was, no one knew. If yeah. they didn't know me, like, no one would know that I mm -hmm. spoke French. Yeah. And then. And then when they would find out, they're like, oh, wow, like you speak French, like that's impressive. Mm -hmm. And me, I was like, well, it's, I mean, I was born with it. Like, it's not like I studied speaking it, you know? And then like, so yeah, like. You can still be proud of it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't feel like um, uh, it was just like something that I lucked into rather than like I earned. Uh, but I would say like the other people's attitude was like positive I would say like positive but also like if I would make English, like mistakes like verbally like you know people are like oh my god like why would you say that you know hark on it yeah. not realizing that like maybe I don't know I just felt like it's because in uh, being bilingual like I would have said it differently in mm -hmm. French so it came out weird in English Right. So you, it seems like you're touching on what I'm about to ask you. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. So you were saying that you went to France all over the summer with your siblings. Yeah. So I'm just curious, you said that people in the U.S. were really kind of excited when you said, oh, I can speak French, right? So I'm curious mm -hmm. to see how were French people with your French? Did you get any backlash when you went to France and spoke French because it wasn't, you know, like the typical French that you hear from monolingually raised French speaking people? Yeah, like, um, I was always, uh, they would always call out all my errors, right. you know, like, like I would hark on it, like, oh, you're supposed to say it this way. And I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, especially with like gender agreement, like I could never nail down like le and la to the, to the right words. It was also hard because, um, you know, uh, having been raised French and like going to France, I, I always had like a weird accent or weird way of speaking French. And like, I was always mad at myself for not nailing down the French accent. You know what I mean? It was always like off. So that was hard. How would you yeah. describe your dominance now? Do you think you're 
stronger in one language over the other or depends on what you're doing? I would say I'm like stronger in uh, English for sure and more comfortable since like my day-to-day is all in English and I write in English. Mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable writing in French because um, just growing up like, um, you know, I would turn in a paper or give it to my mom and it's like all red ink, you know, like every word has an error on it, you know. Uh, but like speaking, like I'm very comfortable speaking French and I'm in, able to communicate very well, um, but I'll make errors here and there. Cool. What um, about your identity? Do you actually ever identify as French or not? Yeah, I, I identify as French, um, but I also identify as American. I think it depends where I am. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like in France, I'm American, and then when I'm in the U.S., I'm French. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Does your partner currently speak French that you're with now, or is that something that's important to you? Um, So my wife, Sarah, she does actually speak, I mean, she's not like fluent in French, but she can pick it up pretty fast. Um, I'm very impressed with her on her like French proficiency like I bet I feel like if we stayed like up two months in France like she would pretty much be fluent so and it makes me really happy I mean uh yeah I'm like really happy that uh, she takes the initiative of learning French if she didn't learn French I wouldn't be like disappointed you know mm-hmm. so I just feel lucky that's awesome so here come the hard questions <laughs> just kidding So in the event that you guys have children in the future, Mm -hmm. what language will you, will you speak to them and and why? Um, I would hope to speak French with them, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I might, I think it might be hard for me and I might end up speaking English to them, but I would like to continue the tradition of speaking French, but we'll see what happens in practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I do, ideally, I would like to put them in a French school, but you know, it's, it's expensive. So it's very expensive. But there's a couple of options where you guys are at, right, in Chicago. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if we would qualify for like government French government assistance and stuff. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. What was your question, Lori? Um, I was going to ask how being bilingual has benefited you, if at all, as um I would say like uh it's helped me a lot of different ways like I don't know I can't really nail it down like uh I before I worked in my current job I worked in restaurants and like a lot of the food the culinary foods are like French based so people would say like oh this is like a a known dewey I or like use these French terms for for plates and stuff I'm like oh I know what that is so that helped a lot and you know, at my job, you know, I work for um, a travel insurance company, and sometimes we had to communicate with French hospitals, and that helped out a lot. Have you ever considered relocating to France or a French-speaking country? Do you feel confident that you you could do that right now with your proficiency, or you would you would have the wish to do so? I think, yeah, like, I think I would be able to move to France. I think where I hesitate is when I actually like think about applying to jobs and stuff, you know, because there's this whole um, process 
like, I mean, every country has their own system of applying to jobs and stuff like that. So I don't have that background or that experience. And it would be like, oh, something totally different that would take a lot of brain power and time to, to be good at. Do you still have family in France? Yeah, I do. Um, a lot. I mean, I was really lucky because my mom really um, made a big effort in keeping uh, her side of the family involved with our lives. So I'm a lot closer to her side of the family than I am with my dad's side. So I'm very close with my, you know, my grandmother, my aunts and uncles, uh, my cousins, like on WhatsApp, there's a group chat with our cousins and we all get along and we send out WhatsApp messages every once in a while. So uh, yeah, uh, that part, I'm, I feel like that's what would potentially help me. Mm-hmm. You know, if we decide to move to France, like I have that uh, safety net, you know, and they've already like helped me out. Like I, you know, I lived in France for a year and I lived with my grandmother and uh, I got a job through a, a cousin uh, to be able to work as like a, server at a restaurant I don't know if this would make you feel any better but even for me the U.S. is the only place where I've actually had like a a real job so even if I were to move to Spain tomorrow I would have to learn how to navigate that myself because I don't I haven't had like a real job in Spain so I wouldn't know where to start and I agree with you it would take so much brain power to sit down and figure out the system and what my CV has to look like and what's expected of me at an interview so you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I bet. Like, um, I mean, Sarah was looking at applications of like jobs in Europe, and I was like, "Damn, like, I don't know how." Because <laughs> they're like, "We need a CV. We need like this." I don't know. I'm just like, "Whoa." Mm-hmm. Um, can you reflecting on your experience as a bilingual child? Do you have any advice? for parents going through it now, things that you think your parents did well or that you might do differently? I mean, uh, my advice is that I think what worked was not backing down. And unfortunately, it's gonna be a lot of work (laughs) to uh, make sure that uh, your child continues speaking that that other language. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I I have seen, family friends who also you know like the mother was French or French speaking and the husband was English speaking and their children kind of like stopped speaking the second language it just stuck with English um so it it would it's a lot of effort uh and so just stick with it because in the end they'll be thankful because I'm I'm definitely very thankful that my mom uh really worked hard to make sure that I spoke French. Yeah, like that's a, the advice I would give, basically. It's, it's interesting that you say that because French, like Spanish, is, is you think, oh, that's such an important language. Like kids would have no problem maintaining French. It's so international. Um, but yeah, even with those languages, it can still be really tough. It is tough because, I mean, if all your friends speak English, I mean, yeah, when you're competing with English, it's <laughs> like, what's the point of speaking other language? If, oh, that was another thing I was going to say is like, if you can, and if you have the means, I would strongly encourage to put them in 
environments where there's Spanish or French or whatever language you speak, like just being hard, like I think it was important to go to France every summer. Mm-hmm. And then like having cousins my age that spoke French and like me having to know that language to speak with them mm-hmm. um, helped out a lot. Yeah. Your cousins don't speak English? No, I mean, they do, but it's, I mean, Sarah can, Sarah Fernandez can attest to their English level. Yeah, I mean, they, they were okay. European English is fine, but I, I did communicate with them in French mostly. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, like, um, no, they, I mean, they can communicate, but it's a yeah. very strong French accent. And like, mm-hmm. if I was at that age, I probably would prefer speaking to them in their native language than like continue come back and forth in English because there'd be like, it'd be awkward. Right, that would be hard. So is there anything you would change compared to your own experience? Anything that you're like, this was kind of hard on me. Maybe if I were to raise my kids, I wouldn't push this boundary somehow. I don't know. I mean, I the only criticism I get, I, I would change is like not ha- expecting them to be proficient in like reading and writing as if like they were monolinguals putting to that standard because I definitely feel that uh I do feel that like school wise like kind of like it was kind of disheartening like always getting mediocre to low grades in my writing and stuff but I was probably taught those language like as if that was the only language I spoke you know what I mean yeah. and your parents can have this idea that your French is going to be just like theirs or exactly right it's hard. French is a really hard language. I don't even know how we are going to do with the children. Without the French schooling, I don't even know how, how to approach that. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know either, because uh, the <laughs> French schooling is like a schooling from like the Napoleonic era, so. It, it, it scares me. Yes, it is. I, I have seen that in my husband, and I have seen that in other friends, and it's, it's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, all right, memorize this poem and, poem and recite it. Okay, now we're going to go in the class and I'm going to read you this and then you have to write this, what I'm, you basically dictation. have to transcribe what I'm reading you out loud. Oh, a lot of dictation. Yeah, dictation, that's, that's what it was, dictation. It's a horrible way to learn because like, I'm just going to write like what I hear, but it's going to. Yeah, for sure. So I think being bilingual is a really great gift and you know I feel really fortunate about it and it's definitely something if we have children I'm going to try to keep up because I feel uh overall like lucky that I'm bilingual it's worth it yeah we think so (laughs) all right that was Charles Uffelman talking to us about his experience growing up as a French heritage speaker. Thank you so much for being so honest and open about it. And for those of you listening from home, that's it for today. We thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. have questions for us or questions about the podcast make sure to go to home and our website at www.multilingualmamaspodcast.com 
and click on the link for questions. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And stay tuned for another episode of Multilingual Mamas.